1: Today on Ring of Truth with Pastor Dan Sexton.
2: God cares about all nations. He cares about all people. Now as we make our way through Genesis in a couple chapters, we're going to see that He will choose uh, one family. He's going to choose the the Hebrew people to reveal Himself to them and to reveal Himself through them to the world. But chapter 10 shows us that God is the God of all nations nations, and God's heart is for all nations.
1: In today's message, Pastor Dan will remind you that the God of the Bible is the God of every nation. While the United States might be a nation founded on Christian principles, and Israel is the nation of the people of God, God cares for each and every nation. And in caring for all nations, God cares for all people. No matter your nationality, race, ethnicity, political allegiances, or anything else, God loves you more than anyone has ever, or could ever, love you. His desires for you are good and perfect. Now here's Pastor Dan in the book of Genesis chapter 10 for today's edition of Reign of Truth.
2: Genesis chapter 10, we're going to cover the whole chapter, but I'm just going to read the first verse for us, uh, and you'll see why. If you're familiar with Genesis chapter 10, you already know. (laughs) I should only butcher these names one time, not twice. So, Genesis chapter 10, verse 1. Now, this is the genealogy of the sons of Noah, Shem, Ham, and Japheth, so far so good. Well, of course, at first glance at chapter 10, this looks like a pretty boring chapter with a bunch of names that are difficult to to pronounce. Uh, And if you were reading through the Bible on your own, uh, you may be tempted to just skip over chapter 10. But Genesis chapter 10 is actually a very extraordinary chapter, and it's well worth our time studying Uh, It's so much more than just a list of names or just a genealogy. It's also a history book and it's also an atlas for us. uh, Genesis chapter 10 gives us a panoramic view of all the nations of the earth and their origin. It's a panoramic view of all the nations of the earth and their origin. Uh, Genesis chapter 10 is referred to as the table of nations because it describes the spread of all nations from one family. And we've pointed this out many times in the book of Genesis, in our study of Genesis, every one of us descended from one family. Every people group on the earth descended from one family. If it were possible for us to trace our lineage all the way back, you could trace your lineage back, I could trace my lineage back, we would all trace our lineage back to Noah through one of his three sons. We're all one family, according to Scripture. Now look back in chapter 9, verse 19. And there in chapter 9, verse 19, it says, These three were the sons of Noah, and from these three sons, the whole earth was populated. And now chapter 10 expands on that statement and explains to us how the whole earth was populated and the nations that came from the sons of Noah. And this chapter is truly remarkable in its detail. Again, don't just see it as a bunch of names that you can't pronounce, that don't have any meaning. This, this chapter is truly one of the most remarkable chapters in all of the Bible. Uh, in the first half of the 20th century, there was a scholar named William F. Albright. And William F. Albright is considered, he's called the father of biblical archaeology. Uh, William F. Albright is like, uh, like the Michael Jordan of biblical archaeology. Or more so, he's like the Tom Brady of biblical archaeology. He is the goat of biblical archaeology. Albright, just to give you some background on him, uh, William Albright was educated at Johns Hopkins University right here in Baltimore. He then taught at Johns Hopkins University for about 30 years in their Near Eastern Studies program. Uh, today at Johns Hopkins University, in the Near East Studies Department, there is the William F. Albright Chair of Near East Studies named in his honor. Uh, in Jerusalem, there is the Albright Institute, uh, which is a, a research center that's named after William F. Albright. William Albright wrote over a thousand Books and academic articles during his career about biblical archaeology. He spoke 25 languages, many of them he taught himself as a teenager growing up. Uh, William F. Albright was the scholar who authenticated the Dead Sea Scrolls and said that the Dead Sea Scrolls were genuine. Uh, when Albright was 10 years old, when he was 10 years old, he saved his money to buy a 900 page book on the history of Babylon and Assyria. What 10 year old does that? By the way, I looked it up last night. That book is still for sale on Amazon and it has zero reviews because nobody reads a 900 page book on the history of Babylon and Assyria except for 10-year-old William F Albright. So William F Albright, the father of biblical archaeology. This is what he said about this chapter Genesis chapter 10 and and he was not he was he, he was not a literalist. He didn't take the Bible literally as the word of God as we do. You know, he was he was an academic guy, taught at Johns Hopkins. This is what he said about Genesis chapter 10. Quote, The tenth chapter of Genesis stands absolutely alone in ancient literature, without a remote parallel. Even among the Greeks, where we find the closest approach to a a distribution of peoples and a genealogical framework, he says, listen to this, The table of nations remains an an astonishingly accurate document. There are no other ancient writings that explain the origin of all the nations like Genesis chapter 10. There's not even one that tries to do it. This chapter is unique and according to Albright, it is astonishingly accurate. Now, before we look at the text, I just want to give you a few just general observations about this chapter. First of all, chapter 10 shows us that God is is the God of all people. God is the God of all people. In Acts chapter 17, verse 26, it says, And he, God, has made from one blood every nation of men to dwell on all the face of the earth and has determined their pre-appointed times and the boundaries of their dwellings. God has made from one blood, Adam and Eve, then through Noah, every nation of men to dwell on the face of the earth and has determined their pre-appointed times and the boundaries of their dwellings. God is the God of all nations. And God cares about all nations. He cares about all people. Now, as we make our way through Genesis, in a couple chapters, we're going to see that he will choose uh, one family. He's going to choose the, the Hebrew people to reveal himself to them and to reveal himself through them to the world. But chapter 10 shows us that God is the God of all nations. And God's heart is for all nations. Not just one nation, and not just our nation, but God is has a heart for all nations Under heaven. You know you think about John 3.16. The most well known verse in all the Bible. For God so loved the world. That he gave his only begotten son. Right Jesus died for the sins of the world. And the Bible says that God desires. That all people everywhere. Would repent. And be saved. Now chapter 10 also validates the story of Noah and the flood. The story of Noah and and his family surviving a global flood is not just a religious fairy tale. It's not just mythology. We we know that. But chapter 10 gives us a, a detailed list of the nations that came from Noah's sons after the flood. A list you don't find anywhere else in ancient literature. A list that is astonishingly, Accurate according to the greatest biblical archaeologist of of all time. A detailed list like this doesn't fit into a made up story. It doesn't fit a myth. You don't produce a list like this that's part of a made up story. Now, as we go through this chapter, we find the origin of 70 nations listed. In this chapter, uh, from Shem came 26 nations that are listed. Out of Ham, 30 nations that are listed. Out of Japheth, 14 nations that are listed. And, and of course, there are more than 70 nations in the world today, but this is the, the beginning of the nations. They all, all the nations can trace back to Genesis chapter 10. Uh, the names that are listed here, we do, we don't know the the geographic location of where some of these uh, families settled, uh, but we do know many of them and where they are and where they're located today.
1: We'll return to Pastor Dan's message in just a moment. First, Pastor Dan would like to tell you about the new Calvary Chapel Ellicott City app.
2: We recently launched an app for our church and we're really excited about it. It's designed to keep you connected to our radio ministry, Ring of Truth, as well as to our church, Calvary Chapel. And get this, we have over 1,200 sermons on the app. The app is super convenient, it's easy to use, and allows you to listen to Bible studies anytime, anywhere. So download the app right now, search for Calvary Chapel Ellicott City in your app store, or just follow the links on our website, At calvaryec.com.
1: What a great way to stay connected to Scripture. Now, back to today's message on Ring of Truth.
2: If you're taking notes, uh, verses 2 to 5 describe the sons of Japheth and and his descendants, verses 6 to 20, the sons of Ham, and verses 21 to 31, the sons of Shem. And to speak in just very basic general terms, uh, you know, just to kind of give you a a basic general overview. The descendants of Japheth settled the Indo-European nations from India to Western Europe. So the descendants of Japheth settled the Indo-European nations from India to Europe. The descendants of Ham populated Africa, parts of the Middle East and the Far East. Uh, the descendants of Shem populated the Near East. Uh, the Semitic people came from Shem. The name Shem, this, this Semitic, uh, comes from the word Shem. So that, that, that's just kind of the general breakdown of where the families of these three sons uh, migrated to. Now in the book of Acts, in the New Testament, we see that from each of the three sons... Uh, that their descendants became part of the church. Uh, The Apostle Paul was a descendant of Shem. In Acts chapter 10, the Roman centurion, Cornelius, he's a descendant of Japheth. In Acts chapter 8, the Ethiopian eunuch was a descendant of Ham. Again, the gospel is for all nations. And we see all... All nations brought into the kingdom of God. The, you know, anyone, the point is, anyone can have their sins forgiven and receive eternal life through faith in Jesus Christ. It doesn't matter where you're from. It doesn't matter what your background is, your country of origin or anything like that. Salvation through Jesus Christ is available to everyone. Now, let's get into the text here. Um, we're not going to we're not going to go through every single name, uh, because that would take us several hours, right? Um, you know, James Montgomery Boyce, the the famous Bible preacher, uh, who was in Philadelphia for so many years. I think he spent three Sundays going through this one chapter. So you guys have it pretty good. Huh. Verse one says, "This is the genealogy of the sons of Noah: Shem, Ham, and Japheth." And sons were born to them after the flood. Back in chapter 9, verse 1. After the flood, God blessed Noah and his three sons and said to them, Be fruitful, multiply, fill the earth. And here's the fulfillment of that command. Verse 1 now, it lists Shem first. But as we move through the chapter, we'll see that Shem's descendants are actually listed last in the chapter. And the reason for this is because Shem is the son we will focus on going forward in the book of Genesis. Because it's from the line of Shem that Abraham is born. And from the line of Abraham comes the Hebrew people. And from the Hebrew people comes the Messiah, the Savior, Jesus Christ. So the focus is on the line of Shem. That's why his family is given last in this chapter The focus is not really on the lineage of Japheth and Ham, so the Bible doesn't really follow their lineages very far. Just a few generations are listed for us. And if you remember, just to give you kind of the the overall context of this unfolding story in the Bible, remember back to Genesis chapter 3, verse 15, God promised that the seed of the woman would crush the head of the serpent, right? And so there's this promise made that this Savior will come, this Redeemer will come and bring salvation and rescue mankind from sin and death. And, And then now we're following that line of that promised Savior, that promised seed, and the line goes from Adam to Noah, and from Noah to Shem, and from Shem to Abraham, and from Abraham to Isaac, and from Isaac to Jacob. And from Jacob to his son Judah. And from Judah down to David. And from David down to Jesus Christ. We're we're looking for this promised seed. And so it comes into focus as we move through the volume of the book. And so at this point now, the focus will be on Shem and his family. Beginning in verse 2, we, we have the family of, of Japheth. Again, Japheth is the father of the Indo-European people stretching from India to Western Europe. In verse 2, you have the sons of Japheth were Gomer, not Gomer Pyle. <laughs> I know that's what some of you are thinking. But you have Gomer, Magog, madai Javan, Tubal, Meshach, and Tyrus. Uh, from Gomer came the Germanic people as well as the French, Spanish, and Celtic settlers. Magog, Tubal, Meshach settled in northern Europe and became the Russian people. Um, You know the Great Wall of China? Uh, In ancient times, the Chinese people called the Wall of China, what we call the Great Wall of China, they called it the Wall of Magog because its purpose was to keep the army of Magog out of their land and to prevent the army of Magog from invading their land. Um, Several of these nations that are mentioned here are also mentioned in Ezekiel 38 and 39, where uh, an invasion of Israel in the last days is described by these nations Madej here that's mentioned, they became the Medes, or the Medo-Persian Empire. We'll talk about the Medo-Persians when we study the book of Daniel on Thursday nights. Uh, From from this family also came uh, some of the people of India, Iran, Afghanistan, Kurdish people. Javan settled the area of Greece along the Mediterranean Sea and the Aegean Sea. Uh, I know some of you at this point are, are thinking... We're never going to get through this chapter at this pace. Don't worry, we will. Verse 3 now, we're given the sons of Gomer. Gomer is mentioned in verse 2. Now we're going to have his sons. So these would be the grandsons. um, and The great-grandchildren and so forth of Noah. The sons of Gomer were Ashkenaz, Riphath, and uh, Togarmah. I, um, again, I mentioned that Gomer settled in the area of Germany. Ashkenaz in Hebrew refers to Germany today, even today. Uh, uh, in fact, today, Jewish people that are from Eastern Europe are called Ashkenazi Jews. Uh, still today, it comes from this. Uh, Togarma, uh, from him uh, came the Armenians which is in modern-day Turkey. Verse 4, you've got the sons of Javan. Again, they they settled the area of of Greece. Uh, The sons of Javan were Elisha, Tarshish, Kiddim, Dodanim. Now, Tarshish may sound familiar to you. If you remember, God told Jonah to go to Nineveh, and instead he got on a boat and headed to Tarshish. Tarshish is believed to be the area of modern Spain. Some even believe it might even refer to the British Isles. For Jonah, when God told him to go to Nineveh, he gets on a boat to go to Tarshish. For him, in his time, that's the end of the world. Right? He is trying to get as far away from God as he can when he gets on that boat. He's going to the end of the world to get away from God, but it doesn't work, as you know, if you know the story. Kittim or Chittim is Cyprus. Uh, uh, Dodonim or or rodonim that's Rhodes. In the Mediterranean Sea, verse 5, from these... Now look at verse 5. Verse 5 is an important verse. From these, the coastland peoples of the Gentiles. And we've got the Gentiles mentioned for the first time. Were separated, notice, into their lands. Everyone, according to his language, according to their family into their nations. And I want you to notice here in verse 5 how God distinguishes different people groups by their lands, their geographic location, by their common language, by their family, and by their nation, their nation of origin. In the Bible, God does not distinguish people by race or the color of their skin. Distinguishing people by race and skin color, that is a human construct used to discriminate against people. In the Bible, God says nothing about race, nothing about skin color, except there's one verse in Jeremiah where he mentions skin color. It's just kind of a passing statement. He says, the Ethiopian cannot change the color of his skin, and the leopard can't change his spots. And then he says, and neither can you start being good. You know, you 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 can't be good any more than a leopard can change his spots or a person can change the color of their skin. We're just not able to do it. That's it.
3: He asked me how I know and I say truer than the finest crystal.
1: You've been listening to Ring of Truth with Pastor Dan Sexton as he teaches verse by verse through the book of Genesis. This Old Testament book of history and the start of what God created teaches you much about God's plan for the future. We hope you'll continue to tune in for Pastor Dan's studies. If you ever have any questions about what you've heard or would like someone to pray with, would you give us a call? You can reach us by calling 410-491-4592. Once again, that number is 410-491-4592. You can also fill out the prayer request form at calvaryec.com. Just click on the Connect tab to access it. We'd love to meet you in person, too. If you're in Columbia, Maryland, please join us this weekend for worship and studying Scripture together at Calvary Chapel, Ellicott City. There will be time to meet your brothers and sisters in Christ, too, and to spend time in prayer. We look forward to sharing this time of worship together with you. You'll find service times and directions at our website, calvaryec.com. While you're there, be sure to check out additional teachings from the Bible. And don't forget to subscribe to our podcast. Once more, that's calvaryec.com. That's all we have time for today. There's much more to gain through this study through the book of Genesis. So be sure to join us next time on Ring of Truth.